Yo, what's up, guys, and welcome to the Movie Newbie Podcast. I'm your host, Jabril Sahemi, the newbie, and I'm joined by... Rafael Luca, actor, clown, thespian, and a pure cinephile. Oliver Mangum, writer, producer, and fellow film lover. So yeah, enjoy the show. Yo, what's up, guys, and welcome back to the Movie Newbie. I'm your host, Jabril Sahemi, and as usual, I am joined by, in no particular order... Because I don't want to confuse you guys and make it, you know. No, no, no. This Raph, is horseshit. Hello. <laughs> and Ollie, you have to call me Dragon. <laughs> yeah. And you have, you can call me Nighthawk. <laughs> nice, Dragon and Nighthawk. Um, welcome back to the show. And yes. yeah, we're doing one of my personal faves, and I think a personal fave of your guys's as well. Yes. Step. Brothers, Woo. yes, Judd Apatow classic, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, take it away, Ollie. You're the one who chose this, so let's go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you already gave a pretty good in- fitting introduction there. So, yeah, Step Brothers is a 2008 American comedy classic directed by the now, I think, well, he's won won at least one Oscar, Adam McKay. Uh, yes, produced yep. by Judd Apatow oh, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Adam McKay. Um, this was sort of the, I guess the, I want to say maybe the third film in his partnership, his feature mm-hmm. film partnership with Will Ferrell. Together mm-hmm. before this, they made um, Anchorman, Caladega uh, Knight, mm-hmm. The Legend of Rick, Ricky Bobby, another classic, and then Step Brothers. So this was sort of the, the third film in their feature film partnership. And yeah, as you mentioned, it's uh, yeah produced by Judd Apatow. It stars... Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, who have gone on, who have you know starred together in multiple films before this and afterwards, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's a stone cold classic. It's one of the funniest, most quotable comedies of the last twenty five years, maybe forever, probably forever, <laughs> probably. And uh, yeah, and it's and it's a prime example of a fucked up family. I mean, the story <laughs> is, if there really is a story, is about uh, two men in their late thirties slash forties who have never left home and are kind of layabouts who are brought together when their parents get married or one of two of, you know, uh, Will Ferrell's mom and John C. Riley's dad come together and then they move in together and then havoc ensues and hilarity as well. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I'll just say quickly. Yeah. This is um, a really, really funny film. Uh, I want to say it's a movie that barely holds together as a story. It has a ludicrous emotional payoff at the end. And it is arguably a little more than a handful of loosely improvised scenes sloppily stitched together. And yet, it's one of the best fucking comedies ever made. This is comedic and storytelling anarchy. I feel like it's three people operating at the height of their powers and indulging in their wildest comedic fantasy. And I think we're all lucky for it. So, yeah, let's get to it, guys. What did you think of this movie? Ah. <sighs> Jabril, please take us take 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 a lead in this one, and then I'll I'll give my two cents. Um, yeah, all right, I'm gonna start. Uh, Step Brothers. Finally, I think this is the first movie on the podcast that I'm like I know this one, like in and out. <laughs> like I've seen this maybe at least ten times, or yes. maybe even fifteen times. I don't know. Like I've definitely seen this a lot, so. It was one of those movies where, like, every single time I watch it, I always laugh. I always die of laughter. Um, it's always so funny. And there's always stuff that I, like, it still continues to surprise me. Like, I always forget certain jokes. Because you can't remember 
every single thing maybe you guys can remember almost every quote but like <laughs> some of the times i'm just like oh man i forgot about this part or i forgot about that part and um yeah i think it's like a comedic masterpiece like it's i think this is john c Riley and will ferrell at their best together mm. like there is talladega nights but i don't know there's something about this movie where they just like mm. bounce off of each other so well and uh it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Just everything about it. I found it funny. It was the right amount of like inappropriate. It was the right amount of like pushing against PC culture, I think. And especially this is 2008. Like mm. maybe there's a few jokes that wouldn't go like nowadays. Maybe people would get pissed off about it. But yeah, ah, like it was amazing. <laughs> I loved it from from the beginning to the end. And uh, I remember you guys saying earlier that there's an extended version. I didn't even know there's an extended version, so I need to watch yeah. that because I watched the Amazon Prime one. <clears throat> I might have seen it before. I don't know, but mm. yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I guess I have to watch it again. So yeah, that's I guess my initial thoughts. Yeah, the extended version is just more random, like improvised scenes put together. It's yeah. it doesn't it adds on to the film, sure, but it's just pure randomness. You know, that's from, what I need. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It it, it only enriches the the, the mm. film's quality, if anything. Um, this was when I grew up with Oliver Mangum. Um, <laughs> there were three movies that defined our cinematic relationship, and <laughs> it was Step Brothers, it was Anchorman, and it was Nanny Diaries. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! I know we, we come we come from a rich rich cinematic background together. Um, but Step Brothers was an endlessly quotable film that um, we found great joy in and we thrived. Uh, our relationship thrived with this film. So I'd like to thank Adam McKay for making it because it brought me closer to this man. Oh, my God. And, um, and sorry not to cut you off, but also Talladega Nights fits in there, too. Oh, oh remember Shake and Bake yeah. Forever. This, oh, is really, this, is, this is too much information. This is going to make me <laughs> cringe. But well, we used to go to the Internet Cafe and play... Um, uh counter-strike i think like raf would raf's name would be shake mine would be bake <laughs> and together we were shake and bake <laughs> oh boy yeah that is yeah. that is tmi for the audience but i think the I, listeners every will smith movie i mean not will smith fucking will, will ferrell. ferrell sorry you here, <laughs> I gotta keep his name out my mouth man <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, but I think every Will Ferrell movie or like Judd Apatow movie from like 2004 to like 2010 is like every boy from like our generation. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah, yeah. probably like quotable for it's everyone. A, it's a very boyish film. It's a, well, it is a man child. I, I wrote. Yeah, I wrote down man child the movie. Man child. So I think that yeah. was, <laughs> you're right with with the with the rise of the Apatow comedy in the late 2000s. There was this. Mm celebration of the man child in comedy and mm-hmm. i think this is where it reached its height and probably its yeah, breaking yeah. point i think but you couldn't go any 40 year old this. virgin and this are and like, knocked up maybe a little bit yeah knocked up, knocked up yeah. maybe um yeah yeah so no it was where shall yeah we it was start? <laughs> yeah where where shall we start how about the very beginning this wedding is horseshit um no 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 it's yeah it's 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 man child versus man child um and and it really um and to see what adam mckay has done you know after that um to know his kind of humble beginnings with comedy and you know it's kind of raunchy it's it's crude it's it's it can be offensive but not towards 
you know, towards towards themselves, uh, towards the each other's characters. Um, it's turbulent. It's chaotic. It's it's also brilliantly physical. It's a, it's such a physical mm. comedy. Uh, there, there's such physical physicality to it um, that I, I really enjoyed because this time I was going through the lens of like critique, you know. So I was like, okay, let <laughs> me like, yes, I'm having a good time, but let me actually see. Let me actually turn on this this brain of mine for this movie. It's you know the physical comedy is absurd. Um, but it's also they are incredibly accurate with their teenage behaviors. You know, oh, as forty-year-old, yeah. not men. even teenage. I would say like they act I more think... like twelve-year-olds. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know for sure. And 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 the, and and to have them both, you know, um, I think casting was such an important thing to to John to John and Will both being cast as the leads in this. It's incredible. I mean, this, they really drive the film forward. Of course, there's there's an awesome supporting supporting cast as well with with Adam Scott, with Catherine Hahn, with my personal favorite Richard Jenkins, who I oh, yeah. adored in this film, and I adore just in real life. Um, but he's so he no one is kind of out of bounds with this. And Richard Jenkins fits perfectly in the in the world of the absurd, in the world of this. Yeah, of this absurd tale and 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 the body language. I don't know. I was very, I was very, I was observing body and physicality um, purely from like an actor standpoint. Um, it's just comedy gold. Um, and you know, some of my favorite moments are the 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 scenes where it, it is purely physical, like their fights or the sleepwalking or anything like that, or when they get up. Or there's just such a, a physical element to it. Or even uh, like like quality. like a great a great like. Um piece of physical comedy comes early on when uh it's one of my favorite moments and there's not even a line in it it's when um uh <clears throat> mary steenbergen's character and will ferrell arrive mm. at the house after moving in with uh john c Riley's yes. family and john c Riley tells her to go like yes know, to make make him a grilled cheese sandwich, <laughs> make him a sandwich. yeah <laughs> and then she, he's like make it yourself and then he's like, "But I'm hungry." And he's like, "Look in your right hand." And he's got a sandwich in his hand. And he's like, "It's almost like he forgot he had it in his hand." And the way and he, he contorts tries, his body to look and at it, he's like trying to throw it away. Throw it away. <laughs> But that's and 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 like discovering and discovering John C. Right, like you know, there's a few. I mean, the other notable actor that I can think of that's transitioned so beautifully from comedy to drama to drama to comedy. Um, is Jeff Daniels and 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 John C. Riley does it beautifully as well. Like his, you can just see mm. the, the the range and the diversity in his in his. I actually, I recently saw that one movie. I don't. Know, is it Wes Anderson? That that movie where he like is a protege of like this casino guy, like a con man or something. Oh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, Paul Heart Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Oh, was, yeah. 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 Heart eight. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that recently with Fed. Oh, Day. really? Nice. Uh, it was the first time I saw John C. Riley, and like, it was kind of humorous, but more like in a, oh, look at this dumb idiot, like mm-hmm. kind of way. Yeah. It wasn't really a co- comedic kind of thing, but, um, but yeah, no, ha- it was, it was interesting to see that mm. kind of change. And yeah, I don't think I've, I know anybody else who, has done that like mm. kind of transition yeah, yeah. Mm. he's yeah an incredible an incredible actor and wolf barrel like obviously like i adore the man and he's yeah like i look up to him in terms of like comedic god you know him and jim carrey and you know it's just yeah he's he's perfectly comfortable where he's at in this film and it's mm-hmm. it's perfectly enjoyable so yeah, yeah i don't know where to begin with this but yeah that's yeah 
He's a Mark Blow Twain it. winner, right? Is that the Mark Twain Award for like comedic yes. excellence? I, I yes. believe he's one of the winners. Yeah. yeah, he is. Who? Will Ferrell? Will I Ferrell. think so. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, he was yeah. like the tenth or eleventh winner or something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, nice. mm. Just a gem, a gem of a human. Mm. Gracing like, our screens. Uh, I thought one was one of the cool things was um, how adults could like so easily make like these childlike things so apparent and like the nostalgia behind it. So there was a lot of jokes and like scenes where I was like, damn, they took that joke and like ran with it and went as far as they could. <laughs> so the first thing, like one of the the ones that I remember was when um, he likes smashes what's his face uh will ferrell in the face i forgot uh, brennan yeah so mm -hmm. dale smashes brennan yeah. with the with a symbol and he like falls on the floor and acts like he's dead and yeah. like i <laughs> i remember doing that as a kid you know like oh. that's one thing as a kid that everyone probably did you know just to like freak out your friends or whatever and they took it so far to the point where like he acted dead until he like started you know digging yeah. the the fucking grave and shit and it was just <laughs> I love the fact that they take those jokes and they Bury just go me. crazy with it. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, or even like the joke of like how many uh, elementary school kids can you beat up in a fight? Or like, you know, that like <laughs> hypothetical question, like, can you beat like 55 year olds, yeah. you know, if yeah. they were to attack you? So I yeah. love that little like end of movie scene. And yeah, these True. are just like things that like I spoke about to my friends when I was a kid, you know, little and nods. stuff that we, yeah, we don't talk about these r random ass questions anymore mm. or like doing stupid things like that and it's just nice to see those things in this movie yeah especially yeah. when it's two 40 year olds too it's fucking yeah hilarious. yeah it's like um i i think uh another example of how they capture the body language of 12 year olds or, or the way that you know younger men younger boys interact is when they're in bed they're sharing that bedroom together and even that yeah. alone is like so strange like if you because they they treat it almost kind of they kind of take it quite seriously, but like mm -hmm. if you were able to walk, you walk into a room, and or like you, parents were to put two forty-year-old men in like single beds next to each other, like it. When you think about it, it's, it, it this film should really be more like Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure or something like it. Yeah, but yeah. it's not. It's not. It's more like an Apatow comedy. Yeah, but it's never questioned why they're being really why they're treating them with like their children mm -hmm. yeah. um, so but... can we build bunk beds <laughs> like, like they're they're waiting the approval yeah. of, of constructing these bunk beds yeah. <laughs> like their childlike quality is so amazing and it's, yeah. it's that sense of wonder and curiosity and innocence but also a bit you know buffoonery and slight stupidity and you know all these things that we did as a kid where we like you're, you're getting the consent of your parents or you're trying to get the consent and then you have it and then the excitement and the journey that goes from like them hating each other to them mm. loving each other to them hating each other again Ugh. Yeah. yeah i mean I, I agree but i was gonna say the way that they whispered to one they have these arguments whispering <laughs> while in bed together oh, like, shit. i'm yeah. the only one here with um i know you guys would, would have done this with friends when you were kids but neither of you have uh brother brothers do you Mm -mm. nope you know because like i shared a room with my older brother for about five or six years and it was like <laughs> that wow. constantly yeah just saying what we were going to do to each other after one of us falls asleep <laughs> and then being afraid yeah. of like you know yeah waking up the parents or getting grounded <laughs> i'm gonna fill a bag of bar of soaps and beat the shit out of it <laughs>
I fucking yeah. love that scene so much. That's true. It's so funny, man. Ah, oh, shit. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, we don't even have to whisper anymore. <laughs> dad on ear. <laughs> you don't say that. You don't say that. <laughs> Uh, whenever he calls him a curly-headed fuck it makes me fuck this is a house of learned doctors doctors (laughs) you and your mom are hillbillies (laughs) Uh, oh the one of my favorites was when he was like um i remember when i had my first beer and and that whole exchange and will ferrell starts crying (laughs) yeah yeah okay so why um ollie why why this film Mm. why this film for this particular category i'll be honest i didn't really put much thought into how it fit with this theme it was more just an opportunity to to talk about a film that was quite (laughs) light and fun (laughs) exactly and and to get to watch it again yeah absolutely Mm. um but you know i i guess um yeah that's that's the main reason but i guess there are Mm. some I think there are some messed up family dynamics on display here. Like I think 100%, you know, I, I just said that they were, they didn't really confront the fact of how absurd it is that these four year olds mm-hmm. are acting like children, but they kind of do it several points. You do towards mm. the end of the film, you have that therapist character saying to the mother's character, you're an enabler. And then at the end, yeah. like, you guys know this is totally fucked up. Right. And they're like, <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. It's... Oh yeah. Like this, like this movie ends on a note that is actually kind of disturbing as well, which I love. Yeah. Like in another yeah. film, mm-hmm. th- if this were a different type of comedy, they would have probably felt it necessary to, I don't know, to have the characters grow and become better and maybe mature. But mm. they don't really. I mean, mm. yeah, they kind of start their own business, I suppose. And I, I guess they move out of the house. But they're still like <laughs> idiotic children who are yeah, completely yeah. spoiled by their by their parents and face Absolutely. no punishment for having destroyed that man's port, yeah. that boat, you know? Yeah. Well, that's a that's a pretty interesting thing that you just said about how there, like, there wasn't really growth in the characters. It was just a funny film, and um, I was watching this podcast recently. Um, it's called Flagrant Two, and it's a bunch of comedians that were talking. And um, the, this one comedian came on, and he was, and he said that um, the Judd Apatow style Adam McKay movies were hilarious, but they kind of ruin comedic movies now. And it's because they kind of moved from it being like just, you know, comedy movie where it just starts off with something funny and they run with it to something more um, plot heavy with like growth in each character and how a character has to change throughout the movie and trying to be comedic at the same time. And what this this comedian was saying was that in the process, it has ruined the comedic, the comedy genre and. I can't really think of any good comedies anymore that are in, I don't know, that I've la- like that, that has allowed me to laugh as much as like some of these movies that I've watched, you know, like, I, yeah, it's been a while. Maybe, maybe it's because we're getting older and more mature and maybe we're more specific about the things that we find funny, but I, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Mm. Do you think that like this kind of things has ruined it for some people or do you think the, the change? Yeah. I think, um, well, I, I don't, I don't have an answer for that, but I, I do know that um, maybe, maybe the fact that we, we're older has changed things. But the mainstream comedy released in theaters is mm-hmm. virtually dead. I mean, mm. you do have exceptions sometimes, like they just released that film. What is it? Unbearable weight of massive talent. 
which I think is like an action comedy in theaters. Mm -hmm. The one with Nicolas Cage where he plays himself. Mm. Um, Oh, shit. But but I I think that didn't do particularly well at the box office. And otherwise, comedy movies either get released on streamers or they're now TV series. So, um, yeah, I don't know whether or not Step Brothers had a part in like destroying the paradigm of the comedy film, but there's just not... There's like it's it's they just don't make films mm. like this anymore, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's especially of that book smart. Well, again, this these are I think these are comedies with like with more of um, a credibility to them and more of an intellect to them. Like there's more there's more thought it, it, essentially. Mm-hmm. Whereas we're not getting comedies of like the pre two thousand tens where it is silly, raunchy, um, kind of free flowy. Um, almost improvisational um i i'm i'm, I'm looking at some comedies yeah. now and these 20, comedies I, I, the one that comes to mind 21 and 22 yeah, jump street yeah 20 yeah again yeah. yeah phil and lord phil and lord miller made made a few good ones um there's game night that i can think of which was a game great, night would I, probably I, be the last mainstream hollywood comedy released in cinemas yeah that i think was a mm. success both commercially and critically uh, other than that yeah that there's one. like black comedies i can think of but not of this vein not of this genre like mm. i don't know the nice guys I mean, it's, it's, Bridesma- it's bridesmaids bridesmaids was yeah but that was that was wild. over 10 years ago now yeah that, that was, was a while yeah, ago yeah, yeah. And, and like i think can can i mean is comedy that viable or like the comedy movie that viable viable anymore when you have tiktok and when you have yeah. instagram and when you have i don't know when you have social medias and memes and podcasts where people are getting their 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 laughs yeah. from so many different more well, immediate forms well here's Palm another Springs, question which was a potential mm-hmm. was a uh, move yeah i guess i mean I, i'm thinking out did loud we here. have okay so i remember when we were talking about like superhero flicks and i guess these franchise things and how there's so much of it now do you think that because between like the 90s from like 1990 to 2010 we had a lot of these like huge comedic franchises you know let's think of like scary movie or the Hangover series, and like a lot of stuff that went too far, maybe in the comedic genre, that people were like, "Meh, we don't, we don't want this anymore." Uh, also, we could be living in a world that's sensitive to comedy, where um, we are suddenly having to put filters or um, define what comedy is, mm-hmm. um, and there's less maybe of. Um, there's less risk taking. There's less daring when it comes to comedy. Maybe, maybe a lot of studios or directors play it safe, or writers play it safe because they don't want to offend. Because comedy can easily offend. I mean, we can, I can think of like a, a few lines in this in the script of Step Brothers that I'm like, mm. okay, well, this can't fly anymore. Mm. Um, people will be offended by this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, which is, which is, I mean, I think Ricky Gervais, Ricky Gervais says it best. Mm. Um, and I'm going to paraphrase here, but he says that comedy needs to be something that is, um, flexible and bendable. And, um, because if you get offended, then it doesn't mean you're right. You know, if you get offended, doesn't mean you're wrong. Doesn't mean you're right. It's just out there. Uh, comedy needs to be able to stretch. It needs to be able to to do its thing. Like comedy, by its almost by definition, doesn't or doesn't usually age very well, and sometimes yeah. that's okay. Like Animal yeah, House, yeah. for example, um, comedy classic, yeah. but that you know, there's a lot of stuff in that mm. 
that is yeah. kind of abhorrent by today's standard. Same with uh, Superbad, for example. The whole premise yeah. of Superbad is questionable. And that doesn't... I mean, for some people, that might ruin the experience of going going back to rewatch it. But that doesn't mean that it wasn't still powerful and effective in time. its time. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And there's still yeah, yeah. stuff to, to admire from it. Yeah, mm. it's a, it's a particular zeitgeist, right? It's 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 to do with 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 the epoch of mm. of 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 when we were looking at these films, and it's like anything, you know. Any, it's like any any genre that suddenly doesn't age too well. Comedy has goes through the same thing, and comedy also goes through the same thing as a western or 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 swords and sandals. Genres die, yeah. and then they reborn, and then they're reborn, and then they they mm-hmm. adapt, and they're they're malle- they're malleable, right? People change the genres that they want to play with. Mm-hmm. I remember, okay, the, la- the this is one last good comedy that I really enjoyed, and I think this was a very recent one. It was Barb and Star. Yeah, um, right. But that wasn't released was, in cinemas, was it? It wasn't, uh, uh, and it was quite a strange one. But again, you had to really like, you had to like really believe in it to like find it funny. Yeah, but it 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 it, it went it went on those lines of comedy where like it was poking at itself, it was self aware, Mm. it knew exactly what it was. I like comedies that do that. I think Step Brothers is is like that. It's 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 ridiculous, right? Comedies that are ridiculous, like yeah, they're 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 maybe harder to to produce and write Mm. because of the fact that they are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, so. But yeah, good a good a good um this is a good anecdotes on on comedy and, and where where we stand with yeah. comedy. It was as actually it was like perfect timing because yeah. I watched this um like I was watching that podcast and I was like, oh, this is too much of a hot take for me. Because mm. like I didn't necessarily agree with him about the whole like character development and stuff. So wait, can but... you can you um can you care can you explain that again for me, what this uh comedian was saying? Was he saying that um, by removing character development and making it more about the sort yeah, of impro- so, the, the sort of like uh, building upon building upon improv that kind yeah, of so ruined his... the story based comedy. Well, no. So what he was saying was like he misses the comedies of old, where you have the forty year old virgin, and then you just take it and just go. And oh, the, I see. The character doesn't really change. Like, there's no real development between. The, from the beginning to the end, and I and I, even then I was like that example that, isn't even that's a bad example isn't, yeah. isn't even a good yeah. example. Yeah, that's a, that's because yeah. um, like the character in Forty Year Old Virgin, I think does. changes a lot. Does over the, course of the story exactly the reason yeah, that film facts. works as well as I know, but the reason it's that because film, of the change, <laughs> yeah, the reason that film works so well, I think, is because that that character, yeah. that Steve Carell character, is actually goes through quite an emotional journey. He he grows up mm-hmm. and learns how to to you know yeah be in a relationship and love another human mm-hmm. being and accept love. Ex- and also, so it was know, it was it off. was really confusing. He also uses um, super bad, which I kind of get where he's coming from. But I, I I what I found most interesting was the the take of how comedy has changed and how yes now like it's more plot heavy and I kind of miss the whole aspect of like just a light hearted funny movie where yeah. the point is to laugh and that's it like there 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 is no need for like this smart interwoven thing but at the same time like i don't know yeah like this that whole conversation that we just had you know tastes come in and out and Mm. you know like would you say wolf of wall street is a comedy because absolutely there were loads of funny aspects to it and that what was that 2014 2013 wow damn Mm. yeah damn 
Mm. Okay, that's still a while ago. We're getting old. Mm. Well, yeah. and, some, and, and Don't Look Up, which was Oscar nominated and stuff mm. like that. That That's Adam is, McKay too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Satirical yeah. comedy. Mm. Um, so, you know, they're still there. Whether they have an audience for it, I don't know. Whether they're still as daring as, as they used to be. Again, it's subgenres of comedy. Comedy mm. is, is broken down into different things. Um, I think maybe now we are experimenting with... Um, with with trying to find multiple genres in a film or trying to to mold different genres in one film um so you can have comedy in a in a drama you can have comedy in sci-fi like you know if there's elements of comedy that still live in a movie that lets the movie breathe then then comedy is doing its thing but in terms of like a pure comedy like this one yeah for sure you're not you yeah this is it's a rare it's a rare it's a rare movie to, or it's a rare, it's a rare movie in a in a field that doesn't allow for for this kind of of comedy. Yeah, I think one thing, one one thing that um the sort of Apatow McKay brand of comedy mm. did change in the landscape was that I think audiences grew a little bit tired of the improvisational form of storytelling because I think I no not because it didn't work because I think it, they did mm. it so well. That a lot of mm. people who weren't as good Fatigue. at it, yeah, yeah, exactly. There were a lot of really poor ripoffs that came afterwards, where there yeah. wasn't. You could tell they didn't really figure out a good story to tell here. They didn't figure out a good script or at least an outline for a, a and script. Then, and every scene was just so clearly they shot for thirty minutes. People just telling jokes, and the editing yeah. around that became kind of like sloppy as a result. I mm. think also um, there was a male dominant. Um, facet to it that also kind of wore down a little bit mm-hmm. because there was it was an exploration in in male dominant culture especially the foil mm. version or even knocked up um where it or focuses was on it, i male... love you man oh yeah i love you man oh mm. i love you man i love yeah i, I know man. i know uh, <laughs> so that's one of my favorite comedies yeah even the paul rudd comedies which you know mm. some some of my favorite forgetting sarah marshall all those um but it still focuses on the male character and it's still very male dominant and it's still, yeah. And it's mostly white Mm. as well. Um, So I think that, you know, grew that, that had a a real fast fatigue because of the cinematic landscape that changed within the, you know, 10 year gap that it was. So like you had these comedies from 2007 and then in 2015, everything changed because the way we view films, the way we view people, the way cult, there was a cultural shift that didn't allow for these comedies anymore. Like we, it was a very specific zeitgeist for these Mm. comedies to, to exist and to, to, to live and, and everything did change because of the cultural shift that we experienced with Me Too, with 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 everything, with everything, and you know the whole sensitivity aspect as well. The fact that maybe there is more people inclined to be more sensitive with these things, with these topics. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a whole cultural thing, whole cultural shift that made for these comedies not to really um, serve a purpose anymore. They did; mm-hmm. they had their time, and Apatow definitely fucking thrived out of that, and McKay as well. Um, and whoever you know wrote um, the other ones, like Forgetting Star Marshall, I can't remember. But yeah, it's uh, it's you know out of that, what we're getting though is is stars, is actors. Like mm. we're we're getting the Will Ferrell that's just like you know booming. We're getting Paul Rudd that became megastar. We're getting you know all these all these all these actors, all these incredible comedic actors. Um, 
that have you know come up from SNL or anything like that. And um, but yeah, they just they just existed for that particular time and place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, I guess there's like bridesmaids and yeah, Booksmart well, being one of the, yeah. the the latter ones. I think Booksmart was a great comedy like mm. I, I i can't stop talking about it shout yeah. outs to izzy right it was izzy right yeah that yeah you suggested it yeah yeah shout outs to izzy man because like i fucking love that movie and yeah, it's such and a good Brides- comedy yeah and bridesmaids yeah. bridesmaids is, a, is is it was an instant classic and yeah. not only was it just brilliant comedy but it got all the accolades it deserved mm. and it's up there as like one of the best comedies of all time and rightly yeah. so. And then it, you know, Kristen, Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy came out of those, but also Maya Rudolph, Rose Barn, like, yeah. You know, then you got there's like people like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, like yeah, those two it, for me are like, oh yeah, wow, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. legends. But um, and they they had their style of comedy during that time for as sure, well. So for sure, yeah, with Thirty Rock and all that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's it, it, you know it, it the so this type of comedy definitely had its moment, but then it paved the way for other comedies to then you know take on their own mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. so yeah it cha- i think comedy changes with the time we're in just like any genre kind of does but comedy specifically because comedy focuses on very grounded comedy is part of our world and mm-hmm. most comedies that we watch at least step brothers could definitely be part of our world there could definitely be 40 year old men out there still living in their mom's <laughs> basements or yeah. their father's basements how do you transform that into a comedy like comedy takes place usually in a grounded reality that we all know Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you make that in 2022 or how do you make that in 2021 or 2020? Right. These right, grounded, yeah. you know, comedies King of Staten change. Island, I think was yeah. also a very grounded comedy that, you know, Judd Apatow, uh, very different, very different. Yeah. Balanced yeah. drama and comedy. And, but it's still, it's still one of those things where it's grounded. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're, maybe we, maybe as an audience, we seek that more than the absurd, the mm-hmm. absurdity. Yeah. I think, um, uh, yeah, I think just bringing, I think before we go to questions, there's one more point, you know, I'd want to make and then I'll hand it over to you guys is, um, you mentioned Rath that, um, about how comedies can reflect the times that they're made in. And I think there's something interesting about, I mean, I don't think you, Step Brothers is in any way a political film necessarily, <laughs> but one read of it does reflect perhaps the political climate at the time. So this is coming towards the end of the George Bush administration. And we all know by now that Adam McKay is an inherently political filmmaker. At least that's where his interests have gone further and further. And he opens this film with a quote from George Bush. Indeed. And in the original, the original ending they had planned for this film was that the two brothers would go off to fight in the Iraq war. (laughs) It would end with them going to Fallujah and and presumably, I don't know, dying or doing something horrendous in there. And I think, so I, I think... What we had with films in this time in, in the mid to late aughts was a celebration of idiocy, sort of. Because I think mm. for many people at Adam McKay, they felt they were living in what had become increasingly more idiotic times. You know, you had that film Idiocracy coming out then as well, yeah, where you were true. seeing that men who weren't particularly intelligent were succeeding more so than yeah. anybody else. And I, I wonder if maybe, in a way, if you peel back the layers, Step Brothers is sort of a comment on that. I get that that's yeah. a stretch. It could just be, hey, these guys but are hey. funny. But I think that's why these films about idiotic men did so well in the 2000s. Yes. Whereas now, 
were less interested in that perhaps which is which is funny because then you had trump and i was like where are the comedies coming out of that kind of like era political like climate where trump is administrator but i guess maybe it was too dark that was too yeah late. maybe we're just too like, depressed to laugh anymore yeah, like now it's ain't funny anymore <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it is. george bush was funny but this ain't funny yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No, true, true. It's a very good point. And, and I mean, I'm all here for that. That's yeah, that's very good. Very good. Silent, Shall we go to, um, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything I, else I, we I, want to say? I think that, that I could add to that. Well, I, no. I just wanted to ask you guys outside of Dale and Brennan, like what was your favorite exchange without them? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, which, which, oh, um, anything, any, let me just anything. rephrase that. Like, let me rephrase that. Cause I was like with my throat. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to ask you guys, uh, outside of Dale and Brennan or Will Ferrell and John C. Yeah. Riley, what was your favorite exchange with the other characters? Because <laughs> there was some amazing stuff like the, like the mom and dad, like some yeah. of the, their facial expressions and like, uh. just like what they did or, um, fucking what's his name? Uh, the, the younger brother's Adam wife. Scott. Yeah. Oh, oh, Catherine. Derek. Hahn. Yeah. Catherine Hahn. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. What's Derek's Alice. wife's name? Alice. 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 Oh my god. Oh my god. Like she, she fucking... phenomenal, right? Phenomenal. Her, um, her, and her, her, her breaking down, crying when yeah. the, they announced that they're getting, yeah. <laughs> and she starts crying out. Dude, yeah. her taking a piss. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Dude, when she took a piss at the urinal, oh, yeah. she's like, "Hold up, boy." Uh, she like tapped up. Stay on the golden, shoulder. pony uh, boy. I love boy. you. I love you. Stay golden, pony boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you're uh, amazing yeah <laughs> i love the uh the ex- uh, i mean I, i'm gonna me. talk more about him later but i love the exchanges between uh derek's character adam sorry Der- adam scott's character mm-hmm. and richard jenkins like you know when he's uh, really charming yeah. when, when richard yeah. jenkins is falling in love with him at the dinner table he's just like i feel like we got a <laughs> thing going on here and richard jenkins is just like giggling like a little schoolgirl. yeah <laughs> his eyes and like the way yeah. he was like or or when they yeah. or when they do the high five and he's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh well, that was that was yeah that was mine because uh, I for Amazing. me especially this you know ninetieth rewatch of this film, um, Richard Jenkins really stood out to me um, as someone who definitely belongs in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, him and yeah, I would say him and him and Adam Scott or. Um, yeah, or 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 John C. Riley and and Catherine Hahn. I mean, their mm-hmm. yeah, their moments were also just and you know them making out uh, behind <laughs> in, in the house and saying you know I want to I want to roll you into a ball, <laughs> put you in my vagina, just shut you up there. <laughs> He's like, whoa! He's like, what? You can live. I love I love how like when, when they're having sex in the bathroom, they seem to imply that that's the first time John C. Riley's had sex. Yeah. yeah. He's like, what's yeah. happening? It's so slippery. It's slippery. What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> Or even she, and, and then, then she's like, ah, oh, just how I imagined it. <laughs> yeah. Or even um, or I also have to shout out um, Will Ferrell and and the psychiatrist. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, yeah. their 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 exchanges are so. <laughs> I have one line here where it's like, um, oh, it's more than comfortability. I fucking love you. <laughs> <laughs> or their dream, or the dream of him being a lumberjack. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways. Oh. 
Yeah, those are good. Uh, that exchange between him and the, the therapist was... <laughs> yeah, just so good. Yeah. Just so yeah. good. Yeah, I, I just love when he's just... Yeah, she's like, um, that must have been really hard. He's like, yeah. She's like, anyway, I love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Like, he, he, she, he's, he, he gets that... He decides he love her, loves her just based on, like, the tiniest shred of empathy from her character. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that was hard. I love you. <laughs> I love <laughs> it's more than comfortability. I fucking love it. <laughs> oh, all yeah. right. All right. Questions. Yep. Let's do it. All right. Okay. So uh, for the first question, as usual, we're going to go with favorite scene. I'm going to hand it over to Jabril to start us off. Ah, uh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> fuck. Okay. So I already mentioned it. I think the whole like sex scene between John C. Riley yeah. and... Um, yeah, that's that, great. That's, that's fantastic. One of my favorites, but ah, there's so many of them. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna go with that, with that one? for now. But I'm gonna yeah. mention one. I just have to think of it. Um, I um, no, that's a great one. I mean, that's you know, that's uh, gold. And Catherine <laughs> Hahn, her the ascension of her career, brilliant. Um, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I guess it's two scenes, but it's the scenes where they're sleepwalking because. Uh, I just, I, the physical comedy, the random shit that they say as they're sleeping. <laughs> like just that, just the guttural sounds that are coming out of their mouths um, is, and, and, to, and, to, and to, as an actor to do a scene like that with like, I was, I'm assuming that they're close friends and they're buddies in real life uh, because their chemistry's on fire. But, like, to do that with someone like that and not, like, crack up and laugh, I don't know how. I don't know how you get away with it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, those those scenes um, are are some of my favorite, favorite scenes. And the fact how they just chuck things away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they bring in the Christmas tree. Yeah, bring in the Christmas tree. Or, like, he's eating, he's eating, like, he's, he's eating coffee beans straight from the yeah. <laughs> Or even, like, when they wake up, they always have, yeah, like, they always a have little those thing lines. they say. I'll kiss you right in the mouth, Kenny Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> or what is it? Um, the crown has no penis. <laughs> I thought it was the clown has no penis. Oh, it's the clown. I heard the crown. I was like, whichever one, it's funny. It doesn't matter which one it is. But what is he? What does Will Ferrell say in that one? He's like, I'll kill you, Leonard Neroy. <laughs> Leonard Neroy, yeah. Leonard yeah. Neroy, yeah. <laughs> That's Spock, if anyone. Yeah. I'll kill you, Leonard Neroy. Uh, so, and the mom comes up and he's like, what are you guys dreaming about? Yeah. Uh, but what, what's your favorite scene, Ollie? Um... Okay, so I'm I'm gonna be a little yeah cheat as I always do and pick one from the normal cut which I watched the one that's on Amazon and then one from the extended version. So uh, from the normal version, I think I'm gonna go with even though it's not necessarily got the most laughs in it for me is the the montage after they say, "Did we just become best friends?" Yup, <laughs> yup, and they yeah they start. Um, uh, playing together and I don't know the thing I love about that was that um, it really did capture the fun of being on a sleepover when you're a kid do you want to do you want to do you want to go through it I think oh, I know the yeah oh sorry yeah yeah sure <laughs> wait did we just become best friends yup <laughs> if you were a lady if you were a lady who'd be the one celebrity you sleep with who'd be the one man you sleep with John Stamos <laughs> 
What's your favorite non-pornographic Three, two, magazine one. to jerk off to? Good housekeeping. <laughs> housekeeping. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, favorite I really... dinosaur. Velociraptor. <laughs> sorry yeah sorry, no no it's all right it's all right it's hey, too many quotes to not pick up um yeah i just love the soundtrack you've got that uh great hall of notes song and yeah it just captures yeah. the 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 innocent beauty of being on a sleepover with one of your best friends yeah like they go from doing karate in the in the garage to um doing sword fights in the bathroom to watching action movies with junk food yeah, uh, I, I thought it was, it's <laughs> to it's building bunk sweet. beds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get to mention this earlier, but I think part of the reason this film works is that there is an innate sweetness to it, despite how yeah. um, absurd and sort of backwards a lot of this this is. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, just quickly as a follow up, I'll also say, and from the extended version, it would be uh, Derek's dear story. <laughs> so Jabril, I don't know if you've you you might not recognize this, but. And there's an extended scene where um, uh, Adam Scott, Derek, is at the Christmas dinner, I think, right? It's Christmas lunch mm. before they yeah. announce that they're or some, yeah. sometime before that. And Derek tells a story about how he's driving in Vermont. And if you notice, he always mentions like really ter- like B or C list celebrities in his stories. It's always like yeah. him and Chad Michael Murray or like Mark Cuban yeah. <laughs> or Seal. Yeah. <laughs> And and yeah, he talks about driving in Vermont and hitting a deer and then get suing the state of Vermont, getting one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars and then using it to buy a sniper rifle to hunt deer. <laughs> At the end he's like, either way, the deers lose, my friend. <laughs> and it's it's just genius. Yeah. His his uh, delivery of that as well is impeccable. Uh, he's incredible. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so Dane Cook pay per view twenty minutes. Let's go! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good, so good. Uh, all to right. be fair, there's so many of these good ones. So like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we... every single scene is hilarious. Like even the job interviews and is that a uh... fart? <laughs> so good. Yeah, could taste it. All right, shut your mouth. No, shut your mouth. Uh, we should have done that shut in this fucking, like at yeah. some point. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> shut your mouth. Or even in, in, in so the good. extended version, there's a scene when they're interviewing where he, um, where I think it's like Adam McKay himself plays one of the um, the mm. bosses or the interviewers, and he's like, um, yes, he does. He's like, Un- under your references, you put Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Yeah, we're gonna need someone we can contact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Um, okay, sorry. So, favorite performance, um, Raph. Hey, uh, I I think I've mentioned it a few times now. I'm gonna go with Richard Jenkins. Um, it's such a strong supporting cast that helps this this comedy really go into like great heights. Like, obviously, there are the two leads, John C. Riley and Will Ferrell that that steer the the this ludicrous narrative but it's you know having a strong supporting cast is so important and richard jenkins he belongs there he he has comedy written all over him he's so physical he's so like uh, his gestures his his mannerisms are, are 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 perfect for this type of comedy um yeah so richard jenkins for me jabril uh it's a toss-up between Catherine Hahn and um, the mom. Mm. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Mary Steenburgen. Yeah, Mary Steenburgen. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
I just found her to be so funny. Like, what the when, fucking fuck? Yeah, no, but like when they did the whole boats and hose thing, and they're in the car ride back, yeah. and she was like, "What you did was a terrible thing." Right. But However. aside from that, <laughs> what you guys did was imaginative, and it showed a lot of inventiveness. <laughs> and then, like, the guy was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Oh, oh, I just love it. Really after when they get home from that car so ride, good. and he shouts at him to write them a check for ten thousand dollars, and yeah. keep the <laughs> spotted hands off my beautiful mother. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I think both your answers um, speak to something really—a secret weapon in this film, which is that they could have mm. cast anybody to play those supporting characters, but they went yeah. with Academy Award-nominated veterans, like veterans of the stage as mm. well like richard jenkins was you know yeah he, he comes from broadway mm-hmm. mary steenbergen nominated mm. for academy awards in the 80s i think yeah um mm. yeah so for my favorite performance i'm gonna go with uh adam scott as derek i just oh man mm. i find his character yeah. so unbelievably funny and i think what shows his skill yeah. as a performer is that it's so dramatically different to what the role that people know him know him for which is ben from parks and rec like Mm-hmm. Naringa has said to me before, and she's going to hate me for mentioning this, but I think like Ben is her like perfect ideal in terms of what you can want from a man. Like, have you have you guys seen Parks and Recreation? <laughs> yeah, yeah dude, it's one of my favorite yeah. shows. Of course, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And he's like the nicest guy in the world in that, and like a complete and a lovable yeah. dork. And here he plays the most broy, macho, douchey asshole, and he absolutely yeah. kills yeah. it. <laughs> um, yeah, he's great. No, um, he's, he's great. Uh, and um, and yeah, and then just as a quick shout out, I got to go. Also mention Rob Riggle as Randy. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Rob Riggle. Like he's one of my favorites. I want to punch he's your so face. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, get out of here. <laughs> okay, age the best, uh, Jabril. <laughs> Fuck that! This is the one that I was like dreading because I. I, I'm going to say the improv. The improv was really good and doesn't really happen like that anymore. Yeah. Um, hmm. yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, like you said, there's like this whole self-policing and people being scared about any little thing that hmm. they say. Um, so, yeah, I guess the improv is like the improvisational performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not yeah. the actual improv, yeah, yeah. but the ability, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm going with Jabril on this one as well. Um, you know, kind of the improvisation, improvisational, um, but also the physical comedy. I think where there's there's a lack of of this like absurd physical comedy that that a lot of movies um, don't have, and comedies yeah tend to be more straightforward. Um, but yeah, I, I love I love you know absurd comedies. I love I love the absurdity of it all. Um, it, it really allows the actor to fully expand. And maybe that's coming from me as a theater actor and as someone that is kind of go big. Um, but there is, yeah, only a few movies kind of have that, you know, it kind of reminds me of the Charlie Chaplin days, the Stan and Ollie days, the, the Stooges days where it was purely physical comedy. And I'm like, give me more of that. We're lacking that. Even Jim Carrey, um, his, his era of comedy, like those mm. kind of like, big robin williams yeah exactly exactly all all those kind of comedies that are that's that's kind of slowly dying physical comedy people don't you know want that anymore and 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 i do so (laughs) yeah yeah, that's age the best for me no good answer uh 
not too different. I've gone with the Adam McKay William, Will Ferrell partnership. And you said Willie oh, Ferrell. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Willie Ferrell. <laughs> Willie, Willie Ferrell. Good old Willie. Um, hey, Willie. <laughs> yeah, this is a bit of a, a double-sided answer as well because I think the films they made in the 2000s were so great. And it, they probably won't ever make films again because I don't know if you yeah. guys read any of the stories that came out a few months ago, but um, I think it was around when, when Adam McKay was doing press for Don't Look Up, but he basically admitted yeah. that he and Will Ferrell don't have a relationship anymore and that they had a yeah. a pretty bad falling out. Falling out. Yeah, yeah. and so they dissolved. And they dissolved. Sherlock Holmes? It was, it, that had something to do with it, but they dissolved their company or, or I think maybe Adam McKay... That left their company that they had together. I think it was it called Gary Sanchez Productions. Yeah, Gary Sanchez um, Productions. Yeah. Yeah, because I think Adam McKay wanted to focus on more politically driven stuff, and whereas I think Will Ferrell wanted to stick to the, I, I should say, broader comedies perhaps. And mm-hmm. then, and they drifted apart. And then I think Will Ferrell found out that Adam McKay was exec producing a TV series about the Lakers, and he's a big Lakers fan, and he wants to play a part. That uh, that Adam McKay ended up giving to John C. Riley instead, and Ooh. I think Adam McKay didn't contact Will Ferrell about this, and so Adam McKay oh, has wow. been on record saying he screwed up, but Will Ferrell's just not responded to any of his um, yeah. phone calls since or texts. So oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's a shame, but hey, they made a bunch of great films. That's um, true. Well, at least we have we those, enjoy. right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And they also produced Succession together so. they did they did um okay uh what's aged the worst our favorite question today <laughs> <laughs> i'll go first yeah go, go for, for it, it man i mean i in my opinion nothing aged badly it all depends on your personal like views on certain things Very different. my view on comedy is that everything goes it's a way to bring conversations in a different way and i it's a way to bring conversations in a different way. And I hate it when comedy is questioned in that whole, like, Oh, you can't say these things, blah, blah, blah. I'm for me, it, it just doesn't go because Mm. this is the, the medium that like the news, you know, it's a way to challenge opinions in every single way. And it brings conversations. So for me, I don't think anything aged badly, but I'm sure people will find things, words, specific instances in this movie um that aged badly but yeah i can't really say anything yeah it's hard because the the point of this movie is to make you laugh not to make you me so yeah <laughs> <It's true. laughs> sorry that's the only way i can yeah. explain it <laughs> um no no that's a good point that's a good point um comedy should be um I think comedy should be questioned, but it should also um, do its thing. And whether yeah. you question it or not, that's on you. Um, yeah. Whether you get questioned, a... not it... silenced. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my point. Yeah, yeah. 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 It should right? bring if questions, you... not if... silence. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you get offended, then what? Why is it offending you? Right. Like, mm. um, comedy should cross all borders and should have no borders. Should have. Should be free to roam. Um, because at the end of the day, I think that's that's what we should do as humans is we should laugh at the face of adversity. So I yeah, I want I want comedy to be the one medium where we can finally take a breath and be like, fuck, because the world's serious enough anyways. 
Um, so we should be able to laugh at almost anything. Um, I'm going to go with, I mean, there's obviously the generic thing that I'm going to say, which is the white cast. It was kind of a whitewash. Obviously there's only white actors um, in a, you know, in, in, in an era or a year where there was plenty of, you know, of versatility when it came to comedy. <clears throat> but um, apart from that, man, it, it is, it is a hard one. Um because I could say like the whitewash, I could say the male dominance, um, that was the focus. It was two brothers. It's literally called Step Brothers. <clears throat> and it was still that was strong. the purpose of the movie. Yeah. Like it'd be strange to add like stuff to that. Yeah. So I mean, uh, there's a few lines here and there. I think there's like a <laughs> I think there's like a white there's like a little white girl that says essay. Um, yeah, but I was like, <laughs> uh, I find that pretty funny. Well, well, okay, okay. So, isn't that well? Isn't that an accurate description of like a teenager? Because when you're 11, yeah, 12, that's true. You, would... you say anything and oh, you don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah, and you have yeah, no, yeah, and you have no, and you have no like understanding of the context as well. You have no, yeah, you no, have no filter, no exactly. appreciation of why you shouldn't say that or why or, or yeah. so what are you, even that means, you know. There's no self-awareness. Yeah, there's no self-awareness on your words and your actions. You're just yeah. saying it. That's true. Um, so I'm just going to go with my like two generic kind of answers. But mm. those are also the zeitgeist of the time. I mean, most of most comedies were pretty, even Bridesmaids to a, to a fault, apart from Maya Rudolph, was pretty white. Um, so, yeah. I'm going to end yeah. it with a fart. Yeah, I mean, I I, I had specific examples. <laughs> My tongue. Had specific tongue examples, but I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna add anything. And I think Jabril, you know, made a very good point, and I don't think we mm. need to labor on it too much anymore. Um, I will say, like, there's a you you brought up uh, Ricky Gervais before Raph, and he has a really funny quote or bit about being offended that I remember seeing in one of his specials where he said. Um, uh, you know, seeing something on Twitter or in a movie or on a special and then complaining to that person that you find what they said offensive or like a comedian said it's offensive is like walking on the through the streets one day, seeing um, a flyer up for, for guitar lessons, ripping it out, calling up the number and saying to the other person on the other end of the line, I don't want any fucking guitar lessons. It's <laughs> <laughs> true, man. <laughs> true if you don't want it's it like, if you don't want the guitar yeah if you don't want it then don't watch yeah, it don't watch cool. it. Yeah. yeah that's true that's true that's true <laughs> okay that brings us to mystery question then uh so i have a couple here but maybe we'll just start with, with we'll just do one and see how it goes shall we um yeah sure. if you could pick a favorite quote from this film what would it be You guys go first. Go it's really ahead. hard, um, isn't it? Because there's so much. Yeah, there's so many. Um, uh, oh, just I, pick yeah, one. No, just pick there's... one, you know? It's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> yeah. How have we got this far and not mentioned the Catalina wine mixer? Right, the Catalina wine mixer. The finale wine of the mixer? film is I feel incredible. like someone's using it. <laughs> yeah, Actually, Jabril, the, I'm the surprised as a, as, a, as a musician, you didn't go with the um, yeah. The so, port of fun the, fact: the performance at the end. Let me let me give you some fun fact. Both of them were actually playing and singing. Yes, which is, yes, they yeah, were. Which yeah. is fucking John amazing. John C. Riley plays the yeah. drums, and Will Ferrell knows how to sing. Wait, so does yeah. did John C. Riley know how to play the drums like 
long before this film got made. Yeah, yeah. Is he's that a something they incorporated into? Oh, I thought he looked like he well, knew I don't what know he was doing. They... Yeah, right? that's so cool. Yeah. yeah, he looks like a drummer. He looks the like a the drummer. reason why I know is because uh, my favorite comedian Bill Burr is a drummer, mm. and they have this like drummer kind of thing. Him, the uh, uh, John C. Riley, uh, Fred Armisen. Um, oh, cool. Conan oh. O'Brien is part of that yeah. like weird musical comedian crew, and yeah, that's how I know them, and I I, I just really love that whole. Dynamic. Oh yeah, Fred yeah, Armisen is cool. a gifted, yeah, gifted musician. And I think Will Ferrell plays the drums too because he did that whole uh, Will Ferrell versus the guy from Red Hot Chili Peppers. I thought he just learned drums to, to, for that reason, or like, was, oh, was maybe this... maybe it was for mm. that. Yeah, yeah I don't, but, I don't know uh, for sure. I know he has like some sort of music background. Adam Sandler's a musician as well, um, and yeah, Craig really. Robinson. Craig Robinson studied yeah. music. At, Eddie um, Murphy piano. Have anyone yeah. heard? Has anyone heard Eddie Murphy's reggae music? No, oh, I have heard. Dude, yeah, he's my girl yeah. likes to party no, all the time. That's a really good song from the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, classic eighties music. Um, um, I'm gonna yeah, go. You guys, what's your favorite quotes? I'm gonna go with two. Uh, um, I'm gonna go with. Um, I've been called the songbird of my generation. <laughs> um, and then I'll go with, um, I guess this is a, a line of quotes, but this house is a prison on planet <laughs> bullshit in the galaxy of this sucks camel dicks. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, oh my God. So those, those are my, or, or actually, and the third, because I because I, as a kid uh me and my dad used to always eat kenny rogers so oh yeah yeah him waking up and saying i'll kiss you right in the mouth kenny rogers <laughs> it's just too random so actually random. The, the leonard nimoy one really made me laugh yeah. like <laughs> oh man um so random all right ollie go for it yeah i gotta mention a couple uh one time i wrestled a giraffe the ground with my bare hands <laughs> <laughs> it's just so random he brings it up for no reason <laughs> um and then yeah i don't know how we haven't mentioned boats and hose yet <laughs> boats and hose but that whole song is I, I mentioned oh you did okay my bad my bad um yeah but like I love, um, in passing i was like oh. after that <laughs> yeah yeah okay fair yeah. enough well then we sail around the world and go port to port every time i come i produce a court <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that line. And then, and then almost, I also like talking about offensive That's lines. That's offensive, but, Brennan. Yeah, yeah. Like when he says, deadliest catch without the crabs or almost out of gas, someone call it the Arabs. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so offensive. And then, like, yeah. And then the mom's like, That's offensive. And they look so pleased with themselves, like two times. Yeah, they're like, So funny. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone sang that song like after the movie boats came out. Hose. Everyone was like, boats, boats, and hose. "Boats and hoes." Do you know that there I was think it a... had just as much of a like um, impact as uh, "I Just Had Sex" by Lonely <laughs> yeah. Island? I think those two yeah. around did, the same time. Did you know that um, uh, there was a, a political action committee, a pack known as the Boats and Hoes Pack, started by a Texas mm. governor? <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, we got no we got facts. We, we got two fun facts in this. Wow, yeah. I, guys, I need to say we forgot about fun facts. Yeah, for a long while. For a long while, and I was yeah. like, "Well, this is not good." Ollie's bringing it back. We should yeah, uh, maybe yeah, uh, we yeah, yeah, perhaps yeah, incorporate a section <laughs> of fun facts. Yeah, yeah. for sure. 
Um, all right, cool. Um, well, uh, <laughs> should we, should we move on? That's it for the fun thing? facts. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Was I missing uh, something there? Sorry. Some more bonus things. Oh, right? I did. Yeah. Do you guys want to? Do you have a little bit more time? Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. I can spare all right, five. Cool. I just need a peepee. Oh, okay. Well, um, uh, well, I'll answer. I'll ask it anyway, and you know, you can uh, hold it. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, hold it. All right. Um, I'm gonna hold it. Uh, is what is? Shit. What is your favorite Will Ferrell performance of all time, or favorite Will Ferrell character, perhaps? I have one. Raphael. Um, it's a I believe it's a 2010 film called Everything Must Go. Mm. And it beautifully displays Serious Wolfero. Yeah, because you know, I I love I love seeing transition. I love seeing I love seeing the transitional actor and for a long time Will Ferrell. Well, it's like Trans- Strangers in Fiction came a bit before that and that was kind of he was contemplating with the seriousness, he was going with the dramatic and everything must go perfectly balances his the, the naturalism between his comedy and his and, and his and his, between his comedic flair and his dramatic flair, um, and it's something so grounded, so rooted, so earthy, um, I'll say, um, and it's so naturalistic. And he doesn't have to do much yet; he makes you laugh and he can make you cry. And I I want to see more of that Will Ferrell kind of playing. Du- dueling with with those two with comedy and drama mm. because i believe a great comedian comedian can be a great tragedian and a great tragedian tragedian is that how i say it what someone who plays, is someone who writes tragedies ah it? well i'm gonna say someone who acts in tragedies but basically mm. yeah a great tragic actor can be a great comedic actor and mm-hmm. vice versa good point so, everything must go yeah jabril um, I am going to go with, I think, I think one of my favorite movies of all time from Will Ferrell is The Other Guys. Oh, um, nice. I thought that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's like 9am everybody, let's go. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Cut, Cut the shit. <laughs> Cut the shit. <laughs> so good. I hope we get to do that movie yeah. in the future. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Like another great Rob Cop, Rick, Cop another great... kind of thing. Another great Rob Riggle. Um, yeah, 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 well. yeah. Another great Rob Riggle performance. Yeah. <laughs> Ollie, what's your your favorite? Oh man, um, so many to pick from, but I'm gonna go with uh, a Will Ferrell cameo. Um, ooh, oh, oh man, now I thought of another right. one. Starsky and Hutch. He's no, down. no. Oh, he's down. oh what? No, I was that. Honestly, that just came to mind. But I'm gonna go with my original pick, which was his character from The Wedding Crashes. Um, is it Chaz? Oh, because that is like Will Ferrell, you know, at the height of his powers. Because he comes into a film that, like, okay, Wedding Crashes, not a bad film, but he takes it to another level. Like yeah. he comes yeah. into a B film, Chaz, B minus yeah. film, and turns it into like an A minus film in like three minutes <laughs> of screen time, just by screaming yes. meatloaf. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's great. He's fantastic. Uh, yeah that's what he could do that's the and that's what he does and he's bounding down as well he like suddenly appears in this in the show and yeah steals it yeah absolutely yeah. oh i have to say then um his performance as the the host of um the host of jeopardy on saturday night live oh there we go he's yeah. uh trebek yeah alex trebek 
and it's amazing. My and favorite. To round off the fun facts uh, for mm-hmm. the evening, since we you both have one, mm-hmm. I have one too. How will Farrell join SNL by impersonating a cat? <laughs> really. <laughs> That was his audition. Wow, cool. He, it's like a famous story, and I don't know if it's if it's ever been out there on on YouTube because it's it was way way back when. But his audition was him being a cat, all silent, purely physical. And, <laughs> I can imagine that. And he got in. That was that was what nice. got him in. Nice, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Um, um, all right, all right. Shall I take it to ratings then? <laughs> 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 to the ratings. To the ratings. <laughs> to the ratings. Um all right. Uh I'll let you guys go first. Uh if you want to, yeah, you can start. You can start. Yeah, because I don't want you to steal it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, <laughs> go, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Um I'm gonna give it I'm I'm I really want to give it ten out of ten. I really do. But I'm going to go with... No, no, no. I'm going to give it 10 out of 10. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, 10 out of 10. brilliant. Brilliant, pals. Um, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it 8.5 fancy sauce out of 10. Oh, I love that. I love that scene. Um, no, no, I'm still using it. I'm still, I'm still using it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it eight point five out of ten prosthetic ball sacks. <laughs> Whoa, same rating. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. What did you? Did, we, we got the same ratings, right, right? Yeah. If, yeah. We got nice. the same rating. Woo! All righty. All righty. On that note, I don't think there's anything else, right? Ah, oh, that was a joy. That was pure yeah, joy. It's good stuff. Good, yeah. It's a good shit. It's a good stuff. Yeah. Um. So, as usual, thank you for being on the show. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, five stars, give us that review on Spotify, on Apple, on Trustpilot. Maybe you can just go on there and give us a, a Damn, review. We're on Trustpilot. Yeah, I don't they even review? know how you do that, but just do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't it know. <laughs> I'm just pulling shit out of my butt. Uh, <laughs> It was lovely to have you. Lovely watching. You this fucking movie. high. I really liked it. <laughs> What's the scene where he's like with the abs? It's like you know how hard it is to get these abs. Yeah. yeah. I wash this shit up in um. heels every morning in the shower. Want to touch it? No. Sorry. No. Do that. You want to punch me in the? You want to punch me in the face? So you both want to punch me in the face? <laughs> All right, guys. It's like masturbating in a time machine. <laughs> And bye <laughs> on that one. <laughs>